Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you for being here today. Today I want to continue talking to you about how we can have comebacks in life. And today I want to talk to you about how we can come back from discouragement. How we can come back from discouragement. I want to remind you of some things, really some conversations that I've experienced over the last few weeks. One conversation from a mother that said, please help me, my daughter is addicted to heroin. One family that uh, said that, that the marriage has been devastated and they don't know if they're going to be able to work things out. One family who declared that their business seems to be collapsing right now. Another family with an individual that suffered two heart attacks and four strokes and medical bills just continue to pile up and pile up and they don't see uh, how they're going to uh, be able to make it through that. I'm just telling you, friend, there's some discouraging situations out there and there's some discouraged people out there. And I just wonder today if anybody, all of us, I'm sure, have battled discouragement before in our life. We, we have all had to battle discouragement. Every one of us. Discouragement is something that we all encounter at different seasons in our life. And some of you that have gathered here today and some of you that are watching online, you may be here or you may be watching and you're at this time overwhelmed by discouragement. That people are discouraged for so many reasons. People are discouraged by their circumstances that they're going through. People are discouraged by what we see happening in our nation. Come on. People are discouraged by uh, the way other people uh, may have treated them. There's all kinds of reasons that we can be discouraged. And discouragement can be a setback in our life. That's why the devil loves using discouragement. That's his number one tool in his arsenal is discouragement. I believe that, that he wants to keep us discouraged. That's his goal. He wants to, he wants to discourage you so you will uh, be drained of all hope in your life. He, he wants you to be discouraged so he can disconnect your relationship with you trusting in Jesus Christ. He, he wants to keep you discouraged so that he can hopefully uh, knock you out of you walking in God's will and God's purpose for your life. The devil will use discouragement. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He will use discouragement. And when you read the Bible, it's amazing to me that when you read the Bible and, and when you look through, you see these individuals that were used mightily by God. I mean, they, God just used them in a tremendous way. But when you study these folks, you'll see that they went through seasons of discouragement. It's amazing. They were used mightily by God, but they still went through seasons of discouragement. Take, for instance, Moses. Moses was a great leader. He was a great leader, but we find a season of discouragement in his life when he was discouraged uh, by the sin of God's people. We see Elijah who was discouraged as he was being pursued at the Jezebel. We can see David when he was discouraged. You read all through the Psalms and you can see David's stories of discouragement as King Saul pursued him. 
Peter was discouraged when he denied Jesus three times. Listen, the list could go on and on of different ones in the Bible that have went through seasons of discouragement. And the truth is, friend, listen, the truth is discouragement can come to any of us. I know personally I've been through seasons of discouragement in my life, and I know many of you have all experienced discouragement in your life as well. And today, I want to talk to you. I have some good news for you that I want to share with you how we can come back from discouragement. We can have a comeback from discouragement. And I want to show you today through the scriptures how we can do that. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about a man, a man who went through some very discouraging times in his life some major setbacks, and his name was the Apostle Paul. He was Apostle Paul, and he went through many setbacks in his life. Once he became a follower of Christ, this man encountered so many obstacles and so many discouraging seasons in his life. And one that I want to highlight today is in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 27, verse 13 through 26. If you have your Bible or device, you can open it up now. This is the uh, story here where Paul, this follower of Christ, he was arrested for his faith unjustly because it was a false crime. He had done nothing, but they arrested him, and he was put in prison, and while Paul was in prison, he learns that there's a plot to kill him. Not only was he arrested, but now he finds out that somebody wants to kill him. So there's a plot to kill Paul, and information comes to him, and so what they do, and there's a series of events that takes place, and Paul appeals to stand trial in Rome. And so what happens is that Paul is removed out of that prison, and he begins a journey toward Rome, and he's put on this boat, a ship, to voyage, to make a voyage to Rome. And it was a very dangerous trip and a very discouraging trip. As a matter of fact, Paul, before they got on the boat, he said, listen, we don't even need to go on this Ship. We don't need to leave right now because the conditions are not favorable for us to be traveling by boat. But they wouldn't listen to Paul, and they continued on with their journey on this boat. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to read to you this journey here, part of it, this discouraging and dangerous journey they're on. In verse 13, it says, When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted, so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Cotta, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship uh, itself, trying to hold it together. Fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Seratus, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. Listen to this. Verse 18, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When, the, when neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sell from Crete, and then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. 
But now I urge you to keep your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. Evidently Paul was discouraged by fear. Evidently Paul was discouraged and afraid because this angel of God stood by his side and said, do not be afraid, Paul. He says, you must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Let us pray. Lord, this is a powerful story here, God, that will hopefully touch the lives of everyone here today and bring encouragement, help people to come back from discouragement. I pray right now, God, you're anointing over me to communicate it. I pray, God, you're anointing over the uh, ears of everyone listening today, God, and their hearts would be opened. Holy Spirit, have your way. Please help me right now. I pray, God, that you'll be glorified in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. When you read through these verses in this story here, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out they're in a very discouraging season in their life. But what really hits me is verse 20. Verse 20 says this, when neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. In other words, when the lights went out and everything went dark on us, we lost all hope. And friend, I don't know if you're you, but that sounds like somebody that's discouraged to me. That sounds like somebody that's discouraged. And that just tells us what discouragement is. Discouragement is when the lights go out in life. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You've experienced those times when the lights have gone out in life. Discouragement is when you see nothing but darkness. Discouragement is when all hope is gone. Discouragement is when you lose the courage to keep going in life and keep going. And that's what discouragement is. That's what they were encountering on this trip. When neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. That is discouragement. And Paul and this crew that's aboard this ship, they're being slammed. I mean, they're being slammed from all different directions. You can see everything in this story, what's going on. And I wonder if that represents you today. Do you ever feel like that? That you're discouraged because it seems like that everywhere you turn, you're getting slammed. You're getting slammed with discouragement at home. You're getting slammed with discouragement maybe in your, uh, in your marriage. You're getting slammed with discouragement maybe at work. You're getting slammed with discouragement at school. It could be you're getting slammed with discouragement because of what's going on with your body. You're getting discouraged because of your prayer life. Everybody, it seems like people are just getting slammed from all different directions. Do you know what I'm saying? Amen. People today are slammed by discouragement, discouraged by the darkness that we see. It says that the lights went out for them through this storm. And uh, we can get discouraged today by the darkness that we see going on in our land. It's caused by sin. We can be discouraged by the loss. It says they were throwing things overboard. There was a loss, and, and many people today are discouraged by loss, the loss of a loved one. I did a funeral yesterday for a family, and they were discouraged because of the loss of their loved one. 
People are dealing with that today, whether it's something recent or something that's happened in the past. They still grieve and sorrow over that loss. They become discouraged. People discouraged by the brokenness they see. The ship was breaking apart, and we can be discouraged. There's so many broken people today. You talk to people, and you hear them, and and they're broken on the inside. God, help us not to be broken, but there's so many that are broken today. And we can be discouraged by the brokenness. We can be discouraged by what uh, the actions of other people. Paul, he went on to try to tell these people, listen, don't, don't go. I can tell you right now, it's not going to end well for us if we continue on this journey. And many of you are discouraged today because you have people in your life and you've been trying to warn them, but they won't listen to you. And they decide they're going to voyage out on their own. And you can see up ahead, there's nothing but danger for them. You can see they're about to crash at some point, And you've been trying to warn them. You've been trying to speak truth to them. You've been trying to pull them in and get them to church. You've been doing all you can. But you know what? They still won't listen, friend. And you know that it's not going to end well. And because those people are so close to you, it brings discouragement to you as well. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Discouragement is dangerous. Discouragement is dangerous and it can be severe and painful. And and listen to me, I'm I'm telling you today, friend, when you lose all hope, some people can lose the desire to even want to live. Discouragement is dangerous. It's nothing to play with. It's nothing to take lightly. So how do we come back? How do we come back from these seasons of discouragement that we go through? Well, I want to share with you from the life of Paul. It's amazing what you can take here from this passage and how we can apply it to our life and how we can make a comeback from discouragement. The very first thing that you have to do if you're going to make a comeback from discouragement is you have to focus on God. Focus on God. Look to your neighbor and say, focus on God. If you're watching online, type it in the screen. Focus on God. If we're going to make a comeback from discouragement, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, he was focused on God. He was focused on God. Even in the storm, he was focused. That's the reason why he was able to come up out of the belly of that ship and go up onto that deck and be able to uh, speak the way he spoke because he was encouraged and he was focused on God. Paul, he had a focus on the Lord in everything that he did. He was always focused on the Lord. He could have laid down there in the bottom of that boat and he could have gave up, but instead he chose to focus on God. He chose to focus on God. This past Wednesday night, we had a powerful service. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it or not, but I was able to interview Miss Rose Beavers' comeback story. How many of you were able to tune in Wednesday night and listen to that? Man, what a powerful, powerful story. But she was talking about the, the different low points and the different setbacks that she had faced in her life. And then she said these words. She said, listen, I've learned some things. And when you go through those low places and when you go through those setbacks, you have to just open your eyes and you have to look for God in every circumstance that you go through. It don't matter what you're facing, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You still have to just keep a focus on God. And then she went on to say when she was going through cancer again, she said there was a man that came to her and said, listen, you just got to keep looking up, keep looking up. In other words, God was saying, you got to stay focused on me. You got to stay focused on God when you're going through circumstances in your life. Stay focused on God. Paul made a choice. To focus on God, and we have that same choice that we have to make today. Listen, you, 
He could have laid down there and gave up, but he focused on God. And you've got a choice that you have to make. You have a choice that you have to make. Every one of us, we're either going to lay down and give up and quit, or we're going to focus on God. A verse that has really brought me through some dark and discouraging times is found in the Psalms. It's one of my favorite verses. I consider it one of my life verses. It's Psalm 16, 8. And it's David, the psalmist. And he had a focus on God. Listen to what he said. He says, I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Hallelujah. He says, listen, I have set the Lord before me always. And because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Some translations say, I will not be moved. The Jeff Dell translation is, I will not be discouraged. The Lord is at my right hand. He's right beside me. And my eyes are always on him and I will not be shaken. David was focused on God and Paul, in his seasons of discouragement, he was focused on God. Let me tell you what the devil wants. The devil wants you to have a godless focus. He wants you to focus on the problem. The devil wants you to focus on the mountain. He wants you to focus on the storm. The devil wants you to focus on the battle. He knows if he can get your eyes off of God and and keep you from having a godly perspective and get your eyes on the problems, he knows that he can come inside and he can wreak havoc and he can discourage you and hopefully cause you to give up. That's what his goal is. But Paul, Paul came up out of that boat on to the top of that deck and he was reminding himself and he was reminding that crew that God was with them in the storm. He was reminding them that no matter how, how much we get slammed and battered by the storm, listen, don't you forget, you focus on God because he's with us. And one thing that you can take to the bank and deposit, friend, is that no matter what you're going through, God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. God will never abandon you. He will always be with you no matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He says in Isaiah 43, 2, he says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. He says, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Listen, you stay focused on God. You stay focused on God because he promises that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And because Paul was so focused on the Lord, instead of focused on the problems and on the mountains and on the storm, he was able to say, you know what? My God is bigger than this storm. My God is bigger than this mountain. My God is bigger than this battle. My God is bigger than the trouble and the problems I got. I'm focused on him, and I know he's greater than anything I will ever battle in my life. Hallelujah. The worst thing... The worst thing that any of us could do, the worst thing that we could do is when the lights go out in your life. The worst thing that we can do when the, when the darkness comes in, the worst thing we can do when the storms come, the worst thing that we can do is to forget that God is with us. Friend, he is with us. God is always with us. He's always before us. And we have to do like Paul and we have to make the choice that we're going to focus in on him. It's a choice. It's a choice. What are you going to do, friend? Are you going to focus on God? Or are you going to keep focusing in on the storm? We've got to focus on God. And let me tell you, I'm going to give you four things that happen when you focus on God. Four things that's going to bring encouragement to you. This happens when you focus on God. The very first thing that happens when you focus on God is you get instant encouragement. Instant encouragement. Have you ever noticed that? 
If you just start focusing on who God is and what he can do, it brings instant encouragement to all of us. And Paul was focused on God. And because he was focused on God, he was able to say that God is greater than the storm. God is greater than the brokenness that, is, that we're going through. He's greater than the loss that I'm experiencing. He, he's, he's greater than anything that I'm going to face. He is greater. God is greater than anything I'm going through. It's instant encouragement. When you start focusing in on God, try it sometime. It works. Amen. You start focusing in on God, it brings instant encouragement. Number two, it builds our faith. It builds our faith. When you focus on God, it builds your faith. You love what Paul did. He stood up on that boat. And he says, you know what? I have faith in God. He says, I have faith in God that God is going to get us through. You take courage because I believe God's going to do what he said he was going to do. Paul had faith. And when we focus on God, it gives us faith. When you focus on God, you know what you're doing. You're feeding your faith and not your fears. Here's the problem. When we decide to choose not to focus on God, we feed our fear and we don't feed faith. So let me ask you the question this morning, which one are you feeding? I know there's a lot of things going on around us in our world right now. I know a lot of us are having to encounter a lot of things. But which one are you feeding? Are you feeding faith or are you feeding fear? God help us to feed faith so our faith would be built up today. And we can continue to trust God. Number three, it changes our attitude. When you focus on God, it changes our attitude. Paul... Oh, man, it's amazing. He's sinking in despair. I mean, everything around him is crumbling and falling apart, and, and he's supposed to be walking in the purpose and in plan of God, and it all seems like it's sinking right before his eyes. And if you keep reading, even beyond what I shared with you today, you're going to see Paul standing on that boat, and he's giving thanks to God. He's up there giving thanks to God. The battle, the storm is raging, the battle has come, and he's still up there giving thanks to God. Even in the middle of all the discouragement, he has an attitude of gratitude. He has an attitude of gratitude in the middle of all of that. And what happens sometimes is when people lose focus, when you lose focus on God, we can easily become negative. And we can start complaining and we can start bickering, and, and next thing you know, and we're, we're, we're ranting and raving instead of rejoicing. And, and we're whining instead of worshiping. We, we do a dinner theater uh, here called Hee Haw. I'm going to get you to tell your age right now. How many of y'all have ever heard the show Hee Haw? Raise your hand. Okay, all right. And some people walk through life singing one of the songs that we sing in the dinner theater. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. That, 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 that's their song that they sing when they walk through life. Have you ever seen them? Because you, normally you try to go the other way when you see them coming, right? And listen, I'm not making light of what people have gone through. I know people have gone through some bad, bad stuff. Believe me, I know. But at the same time, we have to focus on God, knowing that God is with me. God is right beside me. He's, my, he's so close to me, and I'm not going to be shaken. He's going to help me, and he's going to get me through what I'm going through. So I know it's been bad, I know it's been rough, but I know I got God with me to help me get to the other side. And it changes my attitude. And then lastly, on number four, 
when you focus on God, you become an encourager of others. Paul come up out of the belly of that ship and he used his words. He used his words and he said to the crew, listen, take courage. I know we're going through a storm, but take courage. He encouraged people with his words. And that reminds me today that your mouth is a microphone. Paul's mouth was a microphone and it has power. Some of you need some batteries in your microphone. Some of you need to take the batteries out. There's, there's power. Our mouths are microphones. And we have, listen, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You, you're either taking your words and building people up or you're taking your words and tearing them down. Which one are you doing? We have a decision to make. We have a decision to make. Will your mouth be a microphone for the devil and you spread discouragement or will your mouth be a, a microphone for Jesus and you spread encouragement? My, my, I, want my mouth to, I want my mouth to be a microphone for Jesus because I want to spread encouragement. I want my mouth to be a microphone for Jesus on Facebook. I want, I want my mouth to be a microphone for Jesus on Instagram. And I know y'all going to think I'm joking, but y'all remember we wanted to be a uh, mouthpiece and a microphone for Jesus and Snapchat. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I said it on purpose, Snapchat. Listen, here's what I'm saying. We, we can use our mouths to be a microphone for Jesus, to spread encouragement. Many of you have heard of John Maxwell, uh, leadership coach. We were in some training this past week, and he was referring back to his, his dad, Melvin Maxwell, and he was talking about encouragement. And you know what he asked? Who, he said, who needs encouragement? Who, who needs encouragement? Who do, you, who do you know that needs encouragement? And his reply was, everyone that's breathing. Amen. Everyone that's breathing needs encouragement. I don't care who you are, friend. I don't care how spiritual you are. It doesn't matter who you are. We all need encouragement. So let's go ahead and declare today that we're going to focus on God and our mouthpiece, our mouth is going to be a microphone for Jesus and we're going to spread encouragement. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the second thing I want to tell you, not only do you focus on God to come back from discouragement, this one here is one that, this, this is vital. This is the one that nobody wants to accept. This is the hard part right here. And the number two thing is, is you have to face reality. You have to face, if you're going to make a comeback from discouragement, you have to face reality. And Paul, he, listen, Paul encouraged his crew and he said, listen, we're going to go through a storm and we're going to survive. We're going to make it. We're going to get to the other side, but guess what? We're going to crash. He said, yeah, we're going to make it, but we're going to crash. We're going to make it, but the ship is going to crash. And it just reminds me that the reality for all of us in this life, there's going to be times when we're going to crash. There's going to be times when things in our life crash. The reality is there's going to be times when we go through some bad storms. The reality is that in our life that there's going to be times when, when the lights go out and everything becomes dark. That's the reality. The reality is that we're going to have setbacks in our life. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said in John 16, he says, listen, I've told you these things. He says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
You know what Jesus was saying there? He was saying, listen, you have to face the reality that there's always going to be some setbacks in life, but take heart, there's going to be a comeback. Jesus was saying, listen, the reality is you're going to have some troubles. The reality is there's going to be some setbacks, but you have to take heart and be encouraged that I've overcome the world and you will have a comeback. And Paul knew something about having setbacks and Paul knew something about having a comeback. Listen to part of Paul's testimony. He said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. These are Paul's words. He says, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Listen to that. Troubles will come, setbacks will come, but there will be a comeback. Hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. A setback and then a comeback. Perplexed, but not in despair. A setback and then a comeback. Persecuted and not abandoned, a setback and then a comeback. Struck down but not destroyed, a setback and then a comeback. I'm just here to tell you today, friend, listen, there's going to be times in our life, face the reality that there's going to be some setbacks along the way. We are fooling ourselves if we lose reality to that part that we're never going to uh, have any problems. That's a false gospel right there. If people tell you to accept Jesus and everything's going to be perfect, that is a false gospel. Because Jesus told us there's going to be troubles to come. There's going to be setbacks. But guess what? There's going to be a fight and we're going to win. There's going to be a setback, but we're going to come back. There's going to be a fight and we're going to win. The reality is, is that when you make a decision to follow Jesus Christ, you better get ready for the fight of your life. I think some of you know what I'm talking about. When you make that decision to follow Jesus Christ, you better be ready for the fight of your life. Listen, I'm just telling you this right here. If you're not ready to fight, I don't know if you're going to make it as a Christian. Because you know what? It's a war, and it's a battle, and you have to be ready to fight. You have to be ready to fight. There's always going to be a fight because the devil's going to come out for you. It's like stepping in the ring with Mike Tyson. You think when the bell rings and you two go up there and touch gloves and you get ready to go to town, you think he's going to want to hug you and play patty cake? No, he's going to beat you to death. And it's the same way with the devil. You think once you become a Christian and you step in, into that Christian uh, kingdom, you think the devil's going to come up and say, let me put my arm around you, I want to pray for you? No. He's going to do everything he can to discourage you and tear you down. I'm just telling you, friend, it's going to be a setback but then there's going to be a comeback. There's going to be a fight, but there's going to be a win. you got to keep fighting because we will win. You hear me? you got to keep fighting because we win. I declare you today, right now, that Jesus, listen, Jesus has won the victory. He's won it through the work of the cross and through the power of the resurrection. The devil is a liar. He's already been defeated. He's under our feet. We are going to, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. There's, yes, there's going to be a fight, but we're going to win. Yes, there's going to be setbacks, but yes, there's going to be a comeback. And if we just keep our eyes on Jesus, he is the captain of our salvation, and he will guide us, and he will get us through the discouraging seasons of our life. Just hold on to him and let him be the anchor for your soul, friend. Jesus can get you through it. Hallelujah. Jesus can get you through it. And if there's ever been a time 
If there has ever been a time when you need to be anchored in Jesus, it's when you're going through discouragement. It's when you're going through discouragement. Pastor Kevin, Miss Amy, if you'll help me. Listen, the reality is they were going to crash. Man, I just look around. I would never divulge anything anybody has been through, but I, I, I know people that have just crashed at times. I know. But, but you're here. <laughs> crash and a comeback. You know why? Because with Jesus, we win. We win with him. He helps us. And the reality is that Paul and his crew, they, they, they crashed. But guess what? They, they survived. They, they, they lost some things along the way. And there was some brokenness along the way that doesn't feel good. But you know what? They survived. God brought them through. He got them to the other side. And they were able to survive that discouraging time in their life. Just a few weeks ago, there's just been a lot of things going on here. I know many of you are aware that we've, we've been hit hard in many different ways here in this church. And one of the biggest things we've had to deal with here recently is just so many tragedies. And, and it's just been unreal, the, the loss that we've experienced and the tragic ways that it's happened. And I will be, listen, I'm going to just be transparent with you for just a few minutes because I, I've learned that I don't need to, open up up here with your business I'm sure you prefer me just share my junk but I just want to be open to you and honest with you you know there's been some seasons here recently for me that I've been discouraged been discouraged for a lot of different reasons I mean we've dealt with a lot of loss in this church just a few weeks ago we had somebody part of our family close to us had to do a funeral for a young man that was so discouraged that he ended up taking his life and leaving a family behind Friend, that, that will tear you, that, that, that's, that's some discouraging stuff. We've got families right here right now. Young lady passed away recently, leaves behind two precious kids. And we could keep going. And I'll be honest with you, I was getting discouraged. And I always encourage others, I say, you know, you... If you came to me today and told me you had some issues, and I'd be like, you know what? Let's get some spiritual counseling. Spiritual counseling is powerful. And, and if you need to be counseled, I recommend that to anyone. And you know what? I was recognizing in my own life that discouragement was trying to come in. I did recognize that, and that's a good thing. And I knew I needed to do something about it. So I preached that people need to get counseling. So I reached out, and I got some help, too. Now, don't think I'm up here about to lose it. I'm just telling you, friend, I recognized that discouragement was coming in, and I needed somebody to talk to. And so I had conversation with a gentleman that took some time to pour into me and to encourage me and, and also encourage me to get away. Maybe just get away for a day or so and take a brain break. Sometimes it's good just to get away for a day. And so my wife and I and the boys, we... Uh, decided that we would get away and we had a family that was so gracious to us that opened up their cottage at the beach and let us go there and just replenish and, re- uh, and rest and we got to that place there and we walked in and, and this cottage is all themed and the theme is anchored in Jesus <laughs> it's all anchored in Jesus and, and when you walk in I know I wish I could explain to you they got a prayer room set up in there with an altar 
And so I walked in, I had some time there, and we got, uh, we got there at the place, and I got all unpacked. And, and I'm just telling you, man, you know, sometimes we can be discouraged, but we just got a happy face on. But deep down inside, you know you're hurting. You know you need, you need some help. And I'm going to tell you, friend, there were some things going through my mind. You know, I'm like, man, I, I shouldn't be thinking like this. And we got settled in, and I was just admiring. The next morning we got up, and they have all these scriptures on the walls in different places. And I was looking through the house there, and all of a sudden this one sign caught me. And it said, refuse to sink. Refuse to sink. And that, listen, that was my prayer. That's what I want. Lord, help me to refuse to sink. And it was like the Lord just began to speak to me right there on the spot. and was just telling me, you know, son, it's going to, it's, listen, there's going to be some storms. It's going to get rough. That's the reality of what you're doing right now. But you have to refuse to sink because we win. And so that little sign brought so much encouragement to me to not give up but to keep going. And it might be that you're here today, friend, and you need just to refuse to sink. You, you feel like you just want to throw in the towel sometimes. I'm here to declare to you today that Jesus is saying to you, refuse to sink. Refuse to let your marriage sink. Refuse to allow your business to sink. Refuse to allow your walk with God to sink. Just refuse it. And say today, Lord, I'm going to stay focused on you, God. I'm going to stay focused on you, God, and I'm going to face the reality. Yes, there's going to, listen, there's going to be some crashes along the way. There's going to be some crashes. But you know what? There's going to be some comebacks. And we're going to win, Lord, because we're with you and you're going to help us. I set the Lord always before me. He's at my right hand. He's right beside me and I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. I refuse to sink. Friend, you may need to, you may need to make that your prayer right now. I know it's not a long, drawn-out power. You can just say, like I did when I saw that sign, Lord, I refuse to sink. Make that your prayer today. Bow your heads, please, all over this place. You're watching online. Just close your eyes right there where you are. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for your word. God, you have brought so much encouragement to us today, God, knowing, Lord, that even in the setbacks, there can be a comeback. Even with the fight, we're going to win. And God, I pray right now for everyone that's gathered here today, those watching online, Lord, help them to refuse to sink. Help them not to give up, but to keep going, to keep going to keep focused on you, God, and continue to face reality. I refuse to sink. I refuse to allow sin to sink me. So today, I give my life to Jesus. I give my life to Jesus. Friend, if you're here today and sin is sinking your life or you're watching online and sin is sinking your life and it's nothing but darkness, friend, if you would just call out to the Lord and put your faith in Jesus and what He did for you on the cross and through the power of the resurrection, He will forgive you and will give you new life. Refuse to sink, friend. Just hold out your hand to Him right now. 
and grab a hold of him and just say, Jesus, come into my life. Come and listen, I'm, I'm inviting you now to come and save me and rescue me. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, oh God. Wash me. Make me your child, Lord. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. And I refuse to sink. So today, I put my trust in you, Jesus. I commit my life to you. Friend, if that's you right now, nobody looking around, and you're, you want to rededicate or dedicate your life to the Lord, or maybe online, just lift your hand and say, that's me right now. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Is there any? God bless you. It, come on, we're going to, you put your hands down. God bless you. Anyone else that would like to just dedicate their life to the Lord and make a commitment to Christ? Maybe you're watching online and that's you right there. You can just say, that's me, Pastor. Will you pray for me? If you'll just let us know you made that decision and say, I prayed that prayer. Just type it in right there and say, I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus into my life. I refuse to sink. Church, I just want to tell you, be encouraged. Refuse to sink. God, whatever it is that's battling the minds of people, I pray, God, that you would break discouragement off of them right now in the name of Jesus. Break discouragement. Break discouragement off of marriages. Break discouragement off relationships. Break discouragement off our children. Break discouragement off our families, God. Oh, right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that the sun would come back out. Hallelujah. Be a new day for you.